with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Wow, an amazing discussion with uh, the Right Honourable uh, Mikhail Jean. I will that? be remembering that uh, <laughs> conversation both on and off air for a very long time. Definitely uh, one to catch up with again. I think uh, she will be back uh, in the UAE once again. Uh, so hopefully there will be a follow-up to that particular interview. Uh, but um, kind of going back through the archives, this is really interesting and has not been heard before, by the way. Uh, there was a particular interview with the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak. Uh, this happened in 2018 when he was part of uh, that particular edition of the International Government Communication Forum. He was here. Uh, he was speaking about technology and change. Fascinating man. Super interesting. Super lovely to speak to as well, by the way. Um, just very open, very down to earth. Uh, and I got the chance to sit down with him and ask him about uh, a whole lot of uh, different things. Uh, of course, you know, he was responsible basically for inventing the personal computer, the impact that that has had. We spoke about privacy. We even talked about what it would take to bring up the new Steve Wozniak, the new Steve Jobs. It was a big, wide-ranging discussion. Let's take a listen. Steve. It's so brilliant to have you here in Sharjah at the International Government Communication Forum. Um, you've just uh, been part of a panel all about government communication. We are living in an age where communication, information, it's almost like, you know, you guys created the personal computer, the iPhone came along, and now the genie's been let out of the bottle in terms of information, data, where it's going. Where is it going? Well, I'm so honored, and for a while we had a great role in changing, we technologists, changing how information would flow and be created and be bi-directional. But, you know, the funny thing is, almost like before, certain large organizations are getting more control over it, and it's almost like some of the worst parts of what we had before can come out even stronger now because communication is faster. Yes. Yes. yes, and that worries me. And how can we make it more trustable? And I keep trying to think to myself. What worries you? Are because there... right now we are looking at privacy concerns. Of course, Facebook at the moment uh, with um, Cambridge Analytica, the scandal that's happening there. Um, what worries you the most? What are, what are you seeing as the biggest channel challenges? I've been worried about not just privacy concerns, but also how your data is used much more greatly than you thought you were contributing it. And you don't get paid back any of the money that these huge companies, Google and Facebook, are making. I look at a company like Apple that respects privacy the most. Um, there, there are things that, um, for example, Facebook will do that they can't do if it's on an iPhone. And Apple only makes its money from good products. So they don't make it off of you without recompensing you. So I'm kind of proud of that. Um, as far as... Uh, yeah, real privacy. I think we. Sh How do you strengthen it? You know, the trouble is, trouble is, we just sort of said, oh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, okay, you can have everything, and then later on, I decided, I really didn't think that you were going to have it and use it that way. I do not like people knowing what I'm going to say, what I'm going to buy, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, um, because that's a creative person doesn't want that. We're all individuals. We have a brain, and it's random, and it thinks up things based on emotion. So how can these machines pretend to understand me so well? I also don't like the fact that as we introduce more and more helpful assistants in our life, Siri's one of them. If you speak 
and pause a little. It doesn't know what you mean. If you say five, I mean six. It doesn't know that you've corrected it to six. But a dumb human knows these things. So we're still not very far along. We, we, we portray these things as being intelligent when they're really, really just barely, barely. Sometimes they can kind of fake you out. And what's the role of government in all of this? Is it more regulation? Yes. Well, governments generally, you know, it's hard to say to regulate. Regulation is two things. One is regulating um, how, how facilities are used, but usually I'm thinking of regulation in terms of like our Bill of Rights in the United States. What it does is it prevents the government from doing certain things that are bad. Now the government can do that to large corporations, huge, the huge corporations. You know, you, you could include Apple in that, but Facebook, Google can put, put restrictions on them. They will not do certain bad behavior and that sort of regulation is appropriate. I also think there are technological solutions. Uh, I believe that it's possible through some other two-way technology or maybe blockchain technology that, for example, I, I can contribute information but it can never be passed on unless I have given it privileges to be passed on. And maybe a price so I get some money back in the opposite direction as well. We had Jimmy Wales on our panel and Wikipedia is a good example. You read you read the stuff, but you also contribute and write it. So it's bi-directional. Yeah, very It's sort important. of this, yeah, this, um, I don't know, all this user, user sub supplied stuff. But there is a dialogue. The last thing I want to ask you about is creativity. How do we bring up the next Steve Wozniak, the next Steve yeah. Jobs? Well, you know what? You can never have one formula and say, follow this formula. You will be creative. You will be successful. Um, that's not what it's at. Um, Kind of what are your keys to happiness you should be in touch with i always encourage that but one thing is don't don't restrict creativity from the time we're born parents tell us there is only one set of behavior that's allowed that's anti-creative you go to school oh you can't open that drawer you can't do what you want to because we have to maintain a large class of 30 students and those things kind of fight creativity fight you from thinking i can have an individual idea and act on it and be something so it's only a few it's usually shy people or geeks that are outside of the social norm that wind up being the most creative people. And there it is, once again, you know, talking about the fact that we just need to break out of, you know, that that square, that, that kind of, you know, what everybody tells you to do is so anti-creativity, anti-innovation. And there's Steve Wozniak telling us exactly the same thing. And I think it goes back to the point of disruption that uh, we mentioned earlier on. We need to disrupt everything that's really preventing us from uh, communicating to ourselves, being ourselves, tapping into the innate creativity that we already have. Mm, exactly. Uh, it's interesting because uh, there is uh, one of the speakers, uh, Matez Mash'al, he was speaking earlier on the stage. He's written an interesting book, which I've heard about, and it's called Saghir Aqlak. Have you heard about this book? I have heard about yes, the, the, the title is intriguing. It is very intriguing because the, the Arabic expression that you normally hear is kabbir aqlak. Correct. Which basically means, you know, you have to think at a higher level like an adult. You know, don't be so small-minded or like think like a child. And he's kind of flipping it. From what I know, he's kind of flipping it and saying, well, actually, we need to go back. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.